What's going on, guys and gals? Welcome to episode 93 of the WorkPrints Gamescast, brought to you by theworkprint.com. As always, I'm your host, Rob, and I'm being joined by my very, very kind and sharing co-host, Bilal. What's up, Bilal? You know, you let people borrow your streaming accounts, family, friends, like, hey, I, I know you had this, can I just use this to watch this one show? And then they go on ahead and use your profile, mess up your algorithm. What am I supposed to do with all the okay, recommendations well, hold on. of 40 Day Fiance? <laughs> hold on a second. And Jersey Shore Family Vacation. Hold on a second. All right. I didn't mess up your algorithm. <laughs> that's not, that's not, I, listen, I, there's plenty to get upset with me about. That's not one of them. I didn't mess up your algorithm. So all I did was restart something you were already watching. <laughs> Uh, I mean, we might as well go, we'll go ahead and get right into it. We'll start the podcast yeah. after it is gaming related. After all, I watched the first episode of the Halo uh, series on Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus. That's what that service is called. Right? Yeah, hey, Paramount uh, Plus. Yeah, Paramount Plus. And I, you were kind enough to share your account information. And I go in there and I do see that there are other people's profiles on there. Uh, I, I know your wife's name and your son's name. So I know that they're not their profiles. And I, part of me was like, maybe I should, maybe I should just make one, but I hadn't talked to you about it. And unfortunately I already had the projector set up and I had my wife <laughs> downstairs ready to watch with me, which is a feat on its own. I, I so I was, I was like, you know what? This is one of those situations where I asked for forgiveness, not permission. And I also saw that you were like seven minutes in or something. Yeah, we like weren't that. too far in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I was like, ah, he'll figure it out. My wife was like, no, he won't. He's going to be mad. <laughs> I was like, ah. And I, I love that you tell me <laughs> that you watched it online in the Gloomhaven stream. <laughs> like, I thought like, that. Text. You're, you're like, well, what's the most efficient way I can let Bilal know? <laughs> I like restarted that episode. I, listen, I knew you were streaming. I was like, you know what? Let me check in on the stream anyway. And then uh, I can kill two birds with one stone. I can check in on the stream, support you and the site, and also let you know. Plus, you can only get so mad on stream. <laughs> so <laughs> nah, it, the one uh, the uh, one thing though is that yeah. I put that message in. It took you like five or six minutes to respond to it. So yeah. my wife was trying to get ready to watch. What did we watch after? Uh, huh. I don't remember, but. Uh, we were gonna watch something after, and then I, I'm just sitting there, and eventually I just had like the phone next to my one ear while we we're watching because I wanted to wait for your response. <laughs> um, yeah, no. Uh, what did you think? Uh, I know Malia and I started it. Um, yes. And it was a great start when Malia goes, "What's Halo about?" And I look <laughs> at her and I'm like, "I'm like, I'm like the video." the video game Malia, like the halo the halo game like master chief oh. and she's like oh i was like i've been talking about this endlessly <laughs> monica goes monica goes uh that's master chief i was like yeah he goes that's the one you have all the toys on <laughs> i was like statues but yeah it is uh and so I'll tell you what, I think that they, first off, 
it's TV 14. Okay. And in the first 10 minutes, it earns its 14. <laughs> okay. Um, so I, I think we, Malia and I watched like 10 minutes of this. And uh-huh. then I was like, I was like, you know, I'm not in the right mindset for this. I don't think Malia is either. Yeah. Um, so we ended up switching over to Severance on Apple TV Plus, which mm-hmm. everyone should watch. Uh, but I laughed so hard. Um, and this is like a minor spoiler for the first five minutes when um, when the Covenant start firing on a group of kids. <laughs> Bro, it you, caught me. It, it caught I, me so off guard. I was I, not expecting that. They're like teenagers, and yeah. they're like they're like yeah. and like somewhere in that writers' room, someone was like, "What if we blow up three t- teenagers?" Yeah. Not just like also, not just like gourd. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, it's, it's it's one of those things where they were like, okay, and. You know, there was a lot of talk yeah. about this before the show actually aired that, you know, they say that they didn't really look at the games, you know, mm-hmm. uh, which I'll tell you what, as far as character design and, and stuff is concerned and the look of Halo, it yeah. looks like they might not have look at the games and the fact of they're not re- trying to retell that story and stuff like that. Yeah. But that is Master Chief. Those are elites yeah. in the Covenant. Like that's this, this is the game, you know, yeah. or as close as you're going to get to a game. Don't get me wrong. It has a very little, a little bit, a very like sci-fi channel-esque look to all of it right mm-hmm. it does it um, reminded me of defiant and i don't say that in a good way yeah it does have um, I, I, yeah. I agree but as it, a little but, bit of that you know what it is but it works for it yes. in a weird way yes i yeah. i i agree i mean i would like to see hopefully this does well and they've already greenlit the second season maybe they get a bigger budget in the second season they can clean things up it also yeah. feels like it feels like they are They are telling a Halo story, their own Halo story. I mean, it's very yeah. clear from that. I don't want to get into any spoilers, but I mean, almost the first episode already deviates drastically. Yeah. Okay? And they, still, they said it's like silver, well, silver timeline, which it's its own thing yeah. off the game. And, and, uh, and, you know, I, 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 I'm pretty sure this has been all over social media, but I, I won't go into exact specifics, but they do something. That is almost blasphemous as far as the Halo <laughs> franchise is concerned. I, I, uh, I think you can mention it. They, they came yeah. out and said it um, in articles. There was interviews going up ahead of time of like, I think Master Chief takes off his helmet. I, uh, I just didn't expect them to do it in the first episode. You know? So I feel like every social media um, account or site that posted some sort of article or some sort of tweet underneath it were like, I don't like it because they took he took off his helmet and everyone's like everyone's like this is just like a lesser version of the Mandalorian but in Mandalorian they at least gave him a reason to take it off instead of this one where he just takes it off. No, like, they they give him a reason. Yeah, yeah, but, but they're like they, it, it yeah. didn't build up to it like I think how people are expecting it. Honestly, I, I, for for I, me, I was just like yeah, whatever. <laughs> like, yeah, I was yeah. Like, so yeah. I, I mean, I think honestly, I, I think it, it was jarring at first. Obviously, because yeah. I, you know, I've I've played some of these games, but yeah. this isn't this isn't the games, you know. And yeah. it is hard. I mean, the Mandalorian I think does a really good job of it, but it is hard to have a likable character that you never see their face, you know. Yeah. And so, and they do it. They have a reason for doing it, and I I think it works honestly. And yeah, it was jarring at first, but I got over it really really quickly. Um. It is, like I said, I don't, it's first episode came out a week ago or whatever. I don't want to spoil it too much. I want you to see it uh, and so we can talk about it more. I, I'm in, you know, okay. I, do I, do I think that this is like must watch TV? <laughs> like, no, it's, it's not. I do think it does have a broad sci-fi appeal though, you know? Okay. Uh, I think if you have, like my wife was into it, 
you know, and, and she's not a Halo fan. Yeah. She does enjoy sci-fi. Actually, she tried to. I was like, you know, maybe I should just watch it without you. I don't know. That's what, what I. Think. That's and, that's and what she, I was feeling. And she's like, that. she's like, well, like why, you know? And I was like, well, you know, it's sci-fi. She's like, I watch more sci-fi stuff than you these days. And I was like, all right, I guess, yeah, I guess that's true, you know. Uh, and so, but yeah, yeah for, she she enjoyed it, uh, and she was in for the you know the next episode. Yeah, no, it was it was weird because like we started watching and they kind of go. They start using a lot of the terminology of you know the UNSC, yeah, uh, the Marines, yeah, uh, you know the Spartans, and I was I sat there and I was like, about to turn to Malia and just be like, well, you know, this is, and I was like, just shut your mouth, let the yeah. show do its job. Well, and I think uh, I think I think that's good. I think that's yeah. good that you did that because obviously I had that urge as well. Yeah, but I also know that this is going to be different from the games. So let yeah. me just like you know, and if she has any questions, I'll explain. Yeah, uh, that stuff to her. Right? Yeah, I even told I her sometimes we're like. This character's not. This character is different. This character is different, and so it's Mortal Kombat all over again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, um, yeah. I, I think we got, literally got to the part where Chief dropped in, and I like, I like how like the ta- the townsfolk are just like the the Spartans are our enemy. <laughs> they, yeah, they, 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 yeah. they fire at him, and it's just he's just like, what, what are you doing? Yeah, what are you yeah. doing? Um, no, it's a, uh, it, it's it's pretty neat. Um, I really like the job they did with the elites. Like, I, I was very curious on how that would look. Yeah, um, they so they decided to make them, I think, chunkier than I thought. A, li- that, a little like, bit chunkier, like in the games, yeah. but it it does it works. Yeah. These guys yeah. are like horrifying in, yeah. in the show. Like these guys are intimidating. And yeah, I definitely think I definitely think it works. I was actually like really impressed with how the elites look because they don't look. While I like I said, I think the show does look a little sci-fi channel. Mm-hmm. I think the elites actually look really good. Uh, for co- especially compared to everything else, the problem with you know what it is. The problem is is that the show very much looks like it's on a set. Yeah, and so uh, where and that's, but, that that's like the and it's weird because they spent so much on the show that yeah. I wouldn't expect them i my it's only six episodes for the first season so they all all the money has to be going to costume design and to whatever i mean the elite are they have to be a mix of practical and cg right Mm -hmm. and so uh yeah i don't know i mean they look great uh the master chief himself looks great like the spartans look great man uh there is you know, uh, this isn't quite spoilery, but there's a scene later where they pit the, you see them putting the armor on and it is very Halo video gamey and it's just like, it's so cool, man. Oh, uh, yeah, there, I, yeah, there, there are parts. the second episode is out. <clears throat> oh, is now, it, did it come out yesterday? Maybe, maybe, um, I gotta, I gotta double check that, yeah. but yeah, no, it's, it's, uh, I'm excited to watch more of it. it you know, it wasn't, bad sci-fi it felt like good sci-fi. yeah yeah uh, yeah in my opinion yeah. yes very much though and so i'm i'm excited to keep watching i yeah i like it <laughs> i mean granted of course i like it right yeah but if i mean if it was bad because i do love the franchise so much i would tell you like this is bad bad but i think so far i and i think the acting's i think the acting's fine uh fine to good and uh and yeah so far i like it you know I'm excited. I think it has a lot of potential. 
uh, I don't know if it'll ever look visually like anything more than a sci-fi channel, a 2022 sci-fi channel show, but uh, I'm excited. All right. As far as what I've actually been playing, quickly, I want to go over the fact that I've continued to play Fortnite. They, we talked about it last week, them introducing, uh, removing the building and making it a temporary. I thought it was going like nine days or something, right? It was, and it was like nine days, and they brought building back, but they immediately introduced the uh, zero build playlist. And so awesome. now they have two separate playlists with solos, duos, trios, and, and squads that has building. That's your traditional, just that's just Fortnite Battle Royale. And then they have zero build, which is permanent. And again, solos, duos, trios, quads. It has been so much fun still. I... Uh, a buddy and a uh, buddy Garrett and I the other night, Tuesday night, we popped into Apex because that Apex update came out for next gen consoles. Uh, well, part one <laughs> of the update came out. Uh, for those, for yeah. those that yeah, for those that don't know, they re- yeah they released a next gen update for Apex Legends, and right now what it does is it gives you a longer draw distance in the game farther draw distance in the game and has native 4k output right instead of outputting at 1080p or whatever they were outputting before and upscaling so that's what it was doing with the next gen versions um so it is native 4k i the the environments and stuff and the game does look a little bit sharper uh it being outputting in 4k directly but it they haven't there are no visual graphical improvements yet that is coming Uh. down the road uh, uh here, it's, here's it's a good get- looking game so. right and, and that's that's what yeah. i was telling that's what i was talking to gary about is that yeah things look a little bit sharper but like the game was already a good looking game yeah and so um but uh also the thing i really care about is so it runs a, a smooth 60 it's always ran a, a smooth 60 but now it's 60 with the 4k output which is which is great you know uh yeah. but i'm looking forward to the 120 mode and that is on its way still and so that the the visual and graphical improvements and the uh, dual sense controller features like haptic feedback and stuff are still um, coming later on down the road. That being said, me and Garrett hopped in. We did an Apex Legends duo match. Uh, I, I usually hate playing duos because I think duos is the sweatiest of all the lobbies, uh, even sweatier than solos in my opinion, in any battle royale. But we got we hopped in there and. Maybe it's just because we were playing pubs and we haven't played pubs in a, a, probably like a season and a half because we were so focused on just playing ranked that we dominated. I mean, got in there. I think we had like uh, maybe 11 kills or something like that between the, the two of us. And, you know, it's only 60 players in the lobby. 11 kills is a, a, a good amount. And, and we got the win. And then I was like, all right, let's pop over to Fortnite and see if we do the back-to-back two separate games and we've got actually two wins in a row in Fortnite, and so it's 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 been a lot of fun man i i am i am as someone who loves battle royales to have these two totally different options and games that i have different like friends groups that to play them with you know like uh fortnite is i play with like family members and and my friends who are more casual gamers but still some of my regulars hop in as well and we you know i get more of a mixed bag there whereas apex is like all right it's my hardcore like this is the group and uh so it, it, it's it's been good 
Yeah, no, uh, I've been wanting to jump back into more Fortnite. Uh, so I'm, uh, but I was worried that building was back. But hearing that they have a no building mode, yes, <laughs> uh, yeah. the permanent version of that, uh, bring it on. And um, it it really is like everything I had been asking for, and I, I I'm so happy right now with where it's at. Yeah. Um, they also introduced a like lock on rocket RPG, which has been a great addition because it really does help with tanks and and cars which i think is the one thing that not having building uh i was not that struggling with they were just a pain to deal with but now it's 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 so much better man it's it's in, just don't oh, take really, out really good space like i can understand leaving the vehicles they, but like yeah. take out the tank they do this every not every season but they always have uh every couple of seasons something like this at one point they had mechs in the games and those were completely broken like everybody hated those uh I think the tanks are are really strong, but I think if you're if you're a group or even a duo, if you guys know what you're doing, you can take care of them pretty quickly. So I do think there is a little bit more balance there. Um, all right, as far as new games I've been playing, I talked about booting up Tunic and just being like, I cannot play this after finishing Elden Ring. I need to play something a little bit calmer and and less difficult. And so, so you. I went and finished Tunic. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> because exactly. of course I did. Because that's how my brain works, right? If there's a game that I like, it's fairly new in the zeitgeist, and it's something I could talk about on the show, my brain is like, you got to finish this. Like, you got yeah. to play it, you got to finish it. And so I just want to say that Tunic is unbelievable. It is... It's incredible. It, it, it It's not at all what I thought it was after playing that demo. I think I talked about it last week. That yeah. There is a a ton of like surprise and discovery, and there's so many moments where I'm just like, "You son of a, you guys did it again!" And it's just like, I hear it's like the perfect puzzle game where like the puzzles actually make you think, and you have yes. to learn things. Yes, and, adapt and then that uh, it, it's it, it's not just that, but it's also they hide things in plain sight so well that it makes you both impressed and super mad, <laughs> like. Why? Why did you just tell me? So I I did manage to fire it up. Um, yes. On the Series S, because I think I only played it at my parents, and uh -huh. so I fired it back up. I kind of forgot where I was and what I was I was doing, so I continued, and I came across this waterfall, and I was like, you know, I can continue on this path, but what if I just like went up against this cliff wall right, really quick? Yeah. And let, of course. What was there? A secret passage. Yeah. What was inside? Something I could not read. <laughs> so um, I'm like, I gotta find the manual page. <laughs> um, yeah. There are. I mean, I can't wait till you play some more and you actually, yeah. <laughs> and you see some of the things and you're like, I, I don't, I don't even want to say it because it's a spoiler if I even say it. You know. Yeah. No, um, no, th and that, that's what I've heard. It's like. Yeah. Uh, you know, like a lot of people, uh, I think the comparison I've heard a lot of is like Elden Ring is something where like the quests are obscure, so some side quests or some of the things so where like looking it up is beneficial, so you can like actually experience it. But with yeah. Tunic, it's the opposite, where like it's like figure it out on your own, t just go in, don't so, listen to uh, any spoilers or things so, like that. So yes, but also look if you get stuck at a point yeah. like it. Go ahead and, and and look at a guide because like me, me and that shield. <laughs> uh, because yeah, because honestly, like there are, yes, it's super satisfying to discover this stuff yourself. Yeah, but there are some of them are so obtuse. Now, I didn't have to look at a guide for 
any of like any pathing stuff like that yeah um i was i was fortunate patient enough that i was able to kind of figure things out and look back at the map and actually i realized at some point that i did the bosses out of order that mm -hmm. i did the second boss then got to the third boss was struggling with him then realized that i missed the first boss which was way 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 easier and so went back and realized that i didn't explore this area and and took care of that came back to the third boss beat the third boss the problem is is i think that game is near perfect for the first 75 percent of it <gasps> no and then and i think that it's difficult in the best possible ways mm-hmm and then the last quarter of it becomes difficult. It hits a difficulty spike that is just like, for me, wasn't fun. Uh, um, and was kind of at odds with the game's, the best parts of the game, which I, I think the combat is, is good. Um, I think discovering the different uh, items and passives that you can get in the game are are. are it is fun. I, I do think that some of the items just, I, I wish they were stronger, if I'm being honest. Um, but yeah, it got to a point where it just became more frustrating than, than challenging. And, and, and you know what? I think the more I sit back and think about it, I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that it was like 1.30 in the morning by the time I decided that I was going to push through to the end of this. Um, and so I was getting frustrated and... I went ahead and just put on the no fail mode I, because I wanted, listen, it, yeah, I wanted to see the end of this game. I knew that if I didn't finish it uh, Tuesday night, that one, I wouldn't be able to talk about it on, cause I wouldn't have time to finish it before this podcast. And I was just getting so, I was, I was just getting so frustrated. And yeah, like I said, I, I think a lot of it had to do with the fact that, uh, that yeah, it was super late at night. Now, I finished that game and I got one of two endings. Wait, there's multiple endings? Yes. Yeah. And I got the bad end. Yeah. I think you will, knowing you, you will probably end up with the good ending. Is what it a I, choice or is it based off the actions you do? Based off the actions that you do. What I really enjoy about this game and what I respect and actually makes me feel a little bit better about going and doing no fail for that last little bit is that when you beat it the way that I beat it, you get the option of starting a new game plus or going back to do anything that you haven't done. Ooh. And so I went back and it actually put me more or less right before I turned no fail on. And okay. so now I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and, and, and at some point, obviously there's other games to play. <laughs> at some point, I'm going to go back. I'm going to finish out what it is that they want me to finish out. Uh, at this point, I might grab a guide because, I, I, you know, it is going to be a lot of like, the one thing that it does that I'm not a huge fan of, I know some people will love this, is that, you know, it teases things early on that you're like, kind of like Metroid, where you're like, I'm going to need to uh, find an item for this, you know? Yeah. The problem is, is it does it and then you don't get that item till fairly late in the game. And so you, you don't basically, <laughs> yeah, you basically have to go back through everywhere uh, that you went through already. And I don't, I don't love to backtrack in games a ton. Um, I don't mind a little bit here and there, but, but yeah, I don't like to backtrack a ton. 
And so, uh, yeah, I, I, it, it's, it's, it's that difficulty spike at the end that if it didn't have the option for a no fail or, or, or you know, uh, no stamina mode, right? Accessibility option on there. I, I think that would stop me from recommending it to everybody. But because those options are there, I, I think everybody should play this. I think everybody, even if you just want to do it for the puzzle aspects and to yeah. discover that, then go ahead. Like, honestly, hit on no fail from the beginning. Who cares? Because in, in my opinion, while I do find the combat enjoyable and I, I do find um, the challenge satisfying, I, I think, like I said, later on in the game, it gets to the point where it's, it just is more frustrating than it is um, fun. And so I think it's totally fine. I, I think the best, as much as I like combat, I think the best part of the games are solving the puzzles and, and figuring out the secrets and figuring out like there's more to what's going on than you think. Uh, man, it is, it is such, such an impressive game. And I'm glad that I went back to it and just played it through. I think my final play time is probably somewhere around 10 to 12 hours. Game um, of the so discussion? It's not game of the year discussion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Um, you know, there's always that recency bias. I play a game like this that kind of blows yeah. me away and feels so fresh and new that it's like, okay, well, this is the second best game of the year so far. You know, yeah. Um, I will not be surprised if it. I won't be surprised if it stays there. Yeah. Uh, I'd be surprised at this point if it dropped out of my top five. Okay. Um, uh, yeah. I, I I think this is this. I think this is the third best game of last year. If it was, if it released oh, last wow. year. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Heard that, Returnal? Okay. Yeah. I think that yeah. Returnal. <laughs> yeah, it was Returnal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so I think, uh, I, I th yeah, I think I feel good with saying that. And so, anyway, the uh, other game that I played. I, uh, okay. I'm very excited to hear your thoughts on yeah. this because I've been staring at it and, and seeing like, PC sales and like, hmm. <laughs> so I wonder if I was excited about this game because I'm excited by the studio. The game in question being Ghostwire Tokyo. Uh, I like Tango Gameworks. <laughs> Sorry, I completely <laughs> like blanked. I'm talking about how much I love the studio and I blanked it. I, I think I'm one of the handful of people that that really, really enjoy The Evil Within and The Evil Within 2. Uh, I think that I enjoyed the first one. I thought the second one was even better. And I was really excited about this game. Some of the trailers came out and I was like, a uh, game looks really cool, but it doesn't look like it's a straight horror, which is what I was expecting from the studio. Um, and then the reviews came out and they were, most of the reviews are like, the game's good. Yeah. Not great. The game's good. And I think that kind of tempered my expectations going into it. And I sat down with it today and granted, I'm still early in. I, I did put in like two and a half hours or so. I this game is a, a first person shooter. <laughs> That's what this game is. Uh, but the guns are your fingers. But the guns are your fingers. Yes, this game is a, a first person shooter, and it. <sighs> there are parts in the game where you see their horror background come mm -hmm. into play. And it, it like caught me off guard. Like not, uh, you know, it didn't scare me, but yeah. it made me jump a little and it made me feel a little uneasy. And I wish it leaned into that more. Now, granted, like I said, I'm only two hours in. 
I will say that visually, it's it's awesome, man. Like, and you're playing on PS5. I'm playing on PS5. Yes, I am playing in the performance mode because, considering that, like I said, this is essentially a first-person shooter. I, I want frames o- over. I still think it looks really good. Uh, I haven't compared the two because it doesn't let you switch in the middle of the game. You have to go back out to the menu. Um, and so, because I you only have a little bit of time, I just went straight into the performance mode. And that's what I've been playing. I am really into it so far. Like, I got done playing, and I was continued to think about the game, and I just wanted to keep playing. This game is scratching the right itch for me now, after beating Elden Ring and Tunic. I'm playing it on normal. So far, it's not incredibly difficult. It's pretty straightforward. Uh, it is very much a... It is a fairly linear game if you are just following the main quest path. Uh, you do open up this semi-open world. It's a small open world. It's just uh, Shibuya, right? Okay. Uh, it looks authentic from what I can tell. I I, I mean, it like, I, I walked around. Tokyo, Tokyo Simulator. <laughs> yeah, yeah, kind of, right? Uh, like, and I, Yeah, one of my favorite things in uh, the Yakuza games is like when you're walking around the city, you just go into first person mode. And it's uh-huh. just like it's it literally feels like walking around in Japan. Yeah, uh, I think the, it, the the studios that do recreate Japan do a very faithful job uh, of it. I I think it's I I oh man I think it's dripping with style. I think the character design is awesome. I can see some of the reviews saying like the problem is there's only like four or five enemy designs, right? And I've already seen three of them, and so I can see how over the course of a game that it could get feel repetitive. I am making it, I am trying to, you know, uh, mix things up with the different <laughs> weapons you get. I mean, they're, it's, you know, it's all coming from your fingers, but you are casting different, we'll say spells. And so I've been trying to keep it fresh. I, there are a lot of things I just like really love about this game. All the humans are, for the premise of the game is that you are, the character you're playing as, was just in an accident. And there is this spirit that tries to go into a person's body and they can't. And then they see your body thinking you're dead and they go in. And then it turns out because you were kind of, you know, half dead, half alive, you were actually able to bring them in, you know? And so you've kind of merged with them. So you have this voice in your head that knows what is going on because immediately after he comes into you about 30 seconds later, this fog rolls in and all everybody's gone. Just their clothes are left behind. And then you see the main enemy, uh, the big bad of the game. And of course, the spirit that is now sharing a body with you knows who that is, knows what's going on. And so you guys are now working together because you guys, it turns out, no, I don't want, again, I don't want to spoil anything. This game's fairly, you know, deal. Um, although this is in the beginning. So he's like, hey, you're already dead. Honestly, he's like, if I leave your body, you're going to die. I need it to do what I need to do. Just give it to me. You know, this sounds a lot like Jujutsu Kaisen. And, and you're like, no, there's something I have to do first. And so you go to the hospital. You were on your way to go visit your sick sister who was in the hospital. It turns out because she. It's the guy that the guy who brought in all the fog also brought up these like uh 
wayward spirits, right? Which are the, the enemies that you're facing. And so for whatever his plan is, your sister is like the perfect vessel because <laughs> she has touched the other side, but still, cause she is like terminally ill, I think is what okay. it implies, but she is still alive. And so of course, as, as happens, this is so anime, the spirit yeah. inhabits the one body that now has a stake in, 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 in tracking this guy down and, and defeating him. Uh, there is verticality to this game that I wasn't expecting. Hmm. Uh, you end up getting a, a pretty early on the ability to grapple to these uh, okay. basically like griffin yokai. Uh, okay. Also, the, these yokai that are cats are the shop owners, or, or the merchants, stuff like that. All right. There are the animals are still in the world, so there's these dogs. And as for some reason, one of your abilities is that you can read the minds of normal animals. And so you can feed the dogs dog food and they will lead you to secret items or dig up money for you. It's I, I, I love how weird yeah, Japanese games yes. can get. And, and this is like the perfect, this is perfect right now for what I wanted. I actually like that this, uh, normally I would hate this, but because there's so much style, right? I like that it's a barren world, that there aren't all these people moving around and stuff like that. There's something very like, uh i'm finding it very relaxing and peaceful and just exactly what i need right now yeah and so again I, it is this game gonna end up being in the game of the year discussion i i don't know man two hours yeah. in if i had to guess probably not i think it's gonna be one of those honorable mentions you know yeah uh I, so one of the things i've heard and i maybe two hours in you haven't felt it yet but yeah. I've, I've heard like the combat doesn't change up too much um yeah and so that's what i was saying and this you know what it kind of reminds me of and take this how you will is uh quantum break okay so mm. i <laughs> uh, people did not enjoy the combat in quantum break and i thought the combat was amazing because i quickly started experimenting with the different abilities and figuring out basically like combos and basically turning it into like hey this is my stunt reel for an action movie <laughs> and so i'm trying to do some of that stuff here as well is like all right hit hit this one from afar with this ability sneak up on this one and do stealth and then blast this other one i think the problem is that you very much could probably get through this entire game using just one ability and one attack style and so i could see where it could be uh repetitive um i, I mean quantum break was fun but then i felt like the story didn't all right yeah yeah and then that final is. boss battle was, is bad is bad the final, bad. yeah final boss battle is bad <laughs> yeah. i agree I, like i and I always, and this goes for any game, not just Quantum Break. When you have a fight or a or sequence that just utterly fails to communicate what you need to do, and you're just stuck there, it really ruins it for me. Yeah. Um, like, what was it Force Unleashed, where you had to pull down that Star Destroyer? <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. that yeah. like I know people had mentioned it for a long time, but man, sequences like that—that's just not fun. Uh, but no, uh, Ghostwire Tokyo sounds fantastic. Um. Uh, from what you're saying, like I think if this thing jumps on sale for and there's a lull at some point, yeah, uh, I still got, I still have to remind myself for for uh, Horizon Forbidden West waits for both of us. I mean that yeah. At some point, I'm I'm gonna get, you know what the 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 truth is there is a lull, uh, coming up, and so I mean yeah. we've I've got I actually just today received 
Tiny Tina's Wonderland. So that's going to get popped in. And I'm probably going to play that in tandem uh, with Ghostwire Tokyo. Uh, Ghostwire Tokyo is going to end up being like my wind down game at night, I yeah. think. Um, but yeah, no, I, I'm so far, I'm really digging it. I do think that this will be a game that uh, if not by next podcast, the one after I would have beaten. Uh, my understanding is that it's not incredibly long. And so... Uh, Ghostwire? Yeah. Okay. Uh, what about you? What have you been playing? All right. Uh, so I want to... You just mentioned it, but I want to quickly start off with Tiny Tina's Wonderland. Something I was not expecting to pick up. Uh, but uh, I kind of felt like I needed it. Uh, if that sounds weird. I'm not really... I've been okay with the Borderlands games. They're fun. Um, I never actually beat one, but I spend a, a few, I spend a good amount of, a chunk of hours with them, and then I get what I need, and then I just move on. Um, I love but, the Borderlands games. I just want to make yeah, that clear. Yeah. I, I have beat all of them, and no, not the pre-sequel. Yeah. Uh, but all the other ones I've beat, I've played almost all the DLC for all of them as well. Um, and so, so I'm really looking forward to this one. Yeah. So also, uh, also, sorry, real quick. I, I I looked it up. Yeah, according to how long to beat the main story of Ghostwire Tokyo is only eleven hours. Okay, that's not bad yep. at all. Uh, yeah. So for Wonderlands, uh, I only got I like created a character and I'm still getting through that very first level. But I, I quickly wanted to point out some of the frustration I ran into with this game early because Two K has decided that the standard edition of this game is not <laughs> what oh. a lot of people want out of this and I, I think i messaged this to you um yeah so did i had you to look get, up a guide um did so, you get the standard edition no i didn't i was about to and then i was uh, like let me see what these yeah. other ones do uh and so the standard edition of this game it's, it's the game yes but it's for xbox one and ps4 yes um it yes. does not contain the next gen version they of it. they and, and they get cheeky and they call the next version up this the 70 dollars version the next level edition right yeah which yeah. i think i think is is super misleading because you should just call if you're gonna have a next gen version you mm -hmm. should call it next gen version exactly. you shouldn't be like i i think that is i think that's cr i think that's crummy yeah and they, they they toss in some items but like i think the thing that really frustrated me was um it doesn't even support smart delivery on Xbox. Yeah, no, it doesn't. And, and so when I turned on my series, so I had installed it on the Series S at my parents. I played, I played it there. It look, it looks and performs great on the Series S. Um, and then I came home this morning. I was like, let me play some more Wonderland so I can actually talk about it a bit more. And I go and I check, and it installed the Xbox One version of the game, not even the Series X version. And I, it's just like. I, I hate that Microsoft allows for like uh, the discrepancies between like smart delivery and just uh, it, and, like it's, keep it and, in one skew. And, it one and skew. it's it's got to be that because yeah. they're selling it as two separate products. Yeah. I, that's the only reason. Like they have to have it as two separate skews. You're right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Whereas it, it, it's funny you meant real quick. Sorry, just yeah. <laughs> I know I've interrupted you like eight times already, and I just got done talking for forty minutes. But uh, Apex Legend that update. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you saw, but the on the Xbox it's, it's just smart delivery. Yeah. But yeah, PS Five is like a whole yeah process. You go, you go to and, the dots, yeah, the yeah. PS Five, and then it's so, the entire thing again. I it's so like I don't know, man. I, I like I said, I think it's one of those things where I think you don't. 
I don't think about it on a regular basis because I don't have to interact with it because my daily driver is the Xbox. But mm-hmm. I really do take for granted some of those quality of life features. The yeah. same way that I also think I take for granted every time I go over to the PlayStation 5 and I have that dual sense in my hand and I get the haptic feedback on a game that does it well. I'm like, yeah, I would love Xbox to do this because yeah. this is awesome, you know? Um, yeah, no, 100%. Um, so, I mean, I spent like maybe like 15, 20 minutes playing it, but it feels good. I ended up playing, uh, selecting the class, I think it's called Clawbringer, which is kind of like Thor <laughs> with yeah. its abilities where you can like throw a giant axe and it'll come right back to you. Um, it also reminded me of my Elden Ring character. Uh, where it was just like, here's a big heavy item or uh, weapon and just smash your enemies with it. And I was like, okay, that sounds right up my alley. Uh, but they have a whole bunch of different classes you can choose from. Uh, and the customizer for the character is pretty neat as well. Uh, and even like just the beginning bits of story, like with Tiny Tina and just like the role blank she does, uh, felt good humor-wise for me. It I didn't feel like Borderlands 2 or 3 where it might have gotten... A little bit too much. <laughs> I, I'm excited because I have talked about it before. I love Ashley Birch. I, I she's like my favorite voice actress by far. And the little bit of her, the few hours of Horizon I've played so far, I'm just like, oh, this is such a waste of her. Like it's just so <laughs> like she's just so poor with everybody and, and kind of I don't know. Not, I don't want to say unlikable, but versus her being insane as tiny tina and and just being fun like i love that i i was laughing uh when, you know she, she had her lines in wonderlands and i was just like how is this the same person right. <laughs> like yeah. talk about yeah. range and like yeah. i'm trying to just imagine her doing line readings for both in my head like what she looks like in the sound booth and then it's just like i can only imagine her just being like uh like like full body motion uh, yeah for tiny tina because I feel like that's a role you just have to get really into. Yeah. Uh, but uh, no, I, I think I might jump into it whenever you're playing. Let's see. I, I got to see. It's it's actually been a bit tough to find time to play um, these last couple of weeks. We just closed on a house. So Congrats. Congrats. Thanks, thanks, man. I'm excited um, for you, man. Yeah, we had... Uh, I had the fun job of like setting up the power and the gas. Um, yep. Which was nice and easy to do. But the one problem... Uh, that I hope doesn't end up being a problem is internet provider. I've always been lucky where I've lived in a spot that has uh, Verizon or uh, in the Northeast Optimum. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it's Altice now um, as providers. And uh, for the most part, it's been great. Like if you have Verizon, you're, you're usually set. Like Fios has always been uh, great for me. Uh, at my apartment right now, I Fios, I- no problem. I I would not buy a house when we were searching for houses. The one mm-hmm. of the first questions I asked when I came to do walkthroughs mm-hmm. was, "Who's the internet provider here?" Yeah. And if it wasn't because here it's like it's Verizon or it's Cox, and mm-hmm. Cox sucks. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, I was lucky that this is Verizon. And, and so for me, it was like my parents uh, growing up, and I lived there. Like we would jump back and forth between Optimum and Verizon, like you do. Uh, in the Northeast, just like, you, hey, this one has a deal and it brings out your yeah. price, so you're with them yeah. for two, three years. I never yeah. had a problem with either. I know people complain about Optimum, but like, truthfully, never really had a problem. It always worked great uh, for me. And so now I'm in a situation where it's like, Verizon's there, but it's a DSL connection, and I mm. don't. <laughs> and and that, that's like not even like five megabits. And so it's like, yeah. you can't go Verizon unless they roll out Fios. Uh, but then with Optimum, they're like, hey, we have a gig plan. And so, the gig was over coaxial uh and from what i read 
with coaxial, it basically depends on uh, the bandwidth being used in your neighborhood. So the more crowded that gets, the worse it gets. Yeah. Uh, but luckily this morning I got called. They're like, hey, no, we actually have gigabit through fiber. Um, fiber. Okay. Uh, and so they're like, yeah, we're we're outside the house. We're going to be setting up this fiber, running the fiber line, and then Saturday they'll come to install it. I was like. Great. Yeah, was, that's like, awesome. Like, that's awesome. I was, I was like, do what you got to do. The only problem is I have to use the optimum modem router, which they charge you for. And it's just like, son of a, <laughs> it's like, son of a bitch. <laughs> like, it's $10 a month, but it's yeah. whatever at this point. Why like, do you, you got, why, why do you have to use it? The way their fiber works. So if I did it over coaxial um, for, yeah. for the gig, then I could use my own uh, modem yeah, and but, router. But their, but for, o- but their ONT yeah. box just has an Ethernet coming out of it, doesn't it? Yeah, you can bridge a router uh, to it uh, if you want. Well, okay. I wonder yeah. if they're just lying to you. I, you know what? Hundred percent chance. Because it's true. Yeah, it's because right. <laughs> you know what it is is that a lot of them don't want to release the lease on it. Yeah. Uh, and you have to ask them specifically. I was I was lucky the last time, uh, that, I I asked the guy the technician when he was installing it originally, uh, and. He was like, no, I can't, blah, blah. I'm like, I'm going to have problems if you don't because I'm using this. You know, I have a, it was Google Wi-Fi at the time. Now it's Nest okay. Wi-Fi is what's called. I was like, look. And then I said, I was like, don't go yet. I set it up quickly. And I was like, it's giving me a double NAT. And I, for what I use this, I can't have a double NAT. Like yeah. my, my main concern, <laughs> I can't have a double NAT. And he's like, oh, it's weird. Like, let me try some things. And he tries it and he's like, all right, I'm just going to release the lease. Like, don't tell him I did this, you know? <laughs> And then yeah. when I moved here, I, you know, it was, it was during COVID and they weren't doing house visits yet. And so I'm talking to them and they're like, look, we, we can, the ONT is, is still there. Uh, you know, I can, uh, it just does, the, unfortunately it's an old one. So we just do, you know, 25. And I was like, that's fine. I, I just need something because the kids have school. They're, we're, yeah. I'll figure it out later when you guys can come out and visit. And uh, and they were like, okay, and they were like doing it, and I and I go and I check the ONT and it has an Ethernet, and I get it all set up and it doesn't work, and I'm like, I'm, I call them back, I'm like, listen, you you have to release the lease, like you have to. I'm using my own router, you just have to release. And they're like, what? And they like, it should work. It's showing. Up. I was like, no, no, no. I'm telling you, it's not working because of this. And then they ended up looking into it, but like, oh, okay, and they did it. Uh, of course, three minutes later, I or uh, two months later when they could actually send someone out i found out that my box supported uh gigabit the whole time oh and my God. all they had to do was flip a switch on their end and i i had it and so yeah it, it is what it is but it, yeah they yeah. they're they're not quick to just let you use your own stuff if they can avoid it because they, they obviously they want to rent you know yeah I, um, like it, it it ends up being around what I'm paying for Verizon right now, uh, but mm-hmm. Verizon doesn't charge me for their modem and router. So like I, I kept it because everything works fine yeah. off their stuff here. So I was like, if they're not charging me, I might as well just use it. Um, yeah. And speeds have been great. Uh, yeah. Can't complain with any of that. Uh, the other pro- and uh, you know we start making a list of like things that need to be done, and one of the things I want to do is have Ethernet run throughout the house to all the major rooms um, because. Uh, it, you know, it, it might cost a little bit, but to do uh, what's for, with an electrician, but that way, all my TVs, all my devices, everything has uh, uh, a spot. Uh, one so, of my favorite things about this house is um, 
I will have a giant office space. Mm-hmm. Like they, the previous owners turned half the garage into this like office. And so I will have a desk set up and I'm also turning the other half into a studio uh, for just gaming and just Twitch streaming. And so things will be fun by summer on this that's, stream. That's like awesome. with my background. Yeah. That's awesome. I, yeah. uh, yeah, I mean, you don't, I wouldn't, I would look into just somebody who does networking and not necessarily an electrician. It's okay. probably going to be cheaper having it done that way. True. Uh, yeah. It's also, I mean, it all depends on your setup, but it's also not the hardest thing to do yourself. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I, I say that I hired somebody, so go ahead and hire somebody. Yeah. Um, also, no. for me, I, I literally like for to get the wires down to the basement. Right. Yeah. So the way I have it is really what I needed is I needed the main point to be because I have a mesh network. I need the main point to be here in the office. It's mm-hmm. like center of the house. And this is where the two computers are. Uh, which is probably the most important things that need to be hard line. That's not true. It's they're the third and fourth most important things that need to be hard line. The most important thing is downstairs. Uh, but I have that like, you got to come see my house. It's yeah. definitely exposed, but like nobody notices it. So it's yeah. just drop down. I have hundred foot Ethernet cables, two of them running through the house. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, like it, it, it's 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 ease of mind. You get the speeds you want. You don't have yeah. to worry about like any yeah. net issues. Yeah. Um, when it, it yeah like. I had I ran wires in this apartment uh, from the clo- from the pantry where the modem they set the modem because that's what <laughs> where they decided to do it right. when they built these apartments mm-hmm. uh, like around along the trim all the way to the TV area and then uh, there's a, I don't know when they did it but there was a spot in uh, this room for an Ethernet port so they set that one up and I was like okay perfect this where my desk goes um, you know but uh, yeah working on getting all that done and so you know, and we got Ramadan coming up. So if any of you have been tuning into the Gloomhaven streams, Ergen and I will be fasting. And uh, for the you know, Ramadan starts on Saturday. So uh, our nights get busy. Uh, I'll still be doing the podcast, but I think with Gloomhaven, we're a bit unsure. So there might be a month of hiatus on Gloomhaven. Uh, if you did join us on Tuesday, made great progress. Uh, ran into one weird issue. Uh, not issue. Uh, I think weird design decision where... Uh, our buddy Danny retired his character, but the character he was supposed to unlock was the one unlocked by Ergen. And so it was just a bit strange. We're like, hey, you're done playing this character, but there's no one new for you to play with besides these two other starting classes. And so he chose one of those ones that we yeah. didn't use. And so it was just like, well, we could have had a new OP character because um, yeah. these new classes are great. Yeah. But um, I, he picked a new, more um, support uh base class so yeah. i'll be curious to see how that works out but it's been a lot of fun uh but that's a small gloomhaven update there uh and then final game i played i played through the first world of kirby and the forgotten land on the nintendo switch i am uh, very excited to hear your thoughts because i i cannot believe how positive the buzz has been for this game this is an adorable little game. <laughs> um, uh, so I play this like in level chunks, which is, I think, exactly what I wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, so the levels are bite-sized, and maybe it'll take you five to ten minutes to, to play through. Uh, and so the premise of the story is Kirby's sleeping in his world, I think, what, Planet Popstar? Uh, I'm not up on my... Uh, Kirby lore, uh, and then like this vortex opens in the sky, and he gets transported to this forgotten land. Um, give me one second, my cat wants to get out. Yeah, 
No worries. Okay, yeah, and so Kirby wants to, uh, Kirby, you get transported to this forgotten land, and uh, all the Waddle Dees have been, which are like, I guess, Kirby's friends. I could have sworn Waddle Dees used to be enemies in previous games. Um, they're, they've been like kidnapped, and you have to go rescue them. There's like a little blue creature that like tags along with Kirby uh, on his journey, and uh, you, you know, you just go through these like little. 3D platforming levels in, uh, you know, just trying to make it to the end and throughout the levels. Okay. That was final interruption. <laughs> um, yeah, throughout no the levels, uh, they have a lot of these hidden. Uh, and so, like, sometimes they're, like, task-based. Sometimes they're just hidden. So, like, there'll be four hidden waddle these And, like, if you uh, uncover them, you unlock them uh, that way. Or there's, like, a specific task you need to complete. Like, one of them was, like, eat four donuts <laughs> but the, all the hidden objectives for rescuing the waddle aren't revealed until like you finish the level so once you finish the level they'll, they'll show it to you or you can play through the level and unlock them all as you go along so there's a bit of replayability there if you're going for 100 um, percent the new uh, <laughs> the new uh feature or kirby ability in this one is called mouthful mode where kirby will suck onto a giant object <laughs> <laughs> or, or suck up a giant object uh, and just like wrap his body around it like a giant blob. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think one of the first things you do this to is a car and you're just driving around. You can jump um, and jump and stuff. There's like a vending machine that you can like topple over, mm -hmm. uh, a staircase that you can consume and start like waddling around in uh, some of the early early ones. Uh, it, it's really neat. Um, I wouldn't say... I ran in. I, I find the game too difficult. Yeah, uh, I, I heard. I actually heard that. Uh, now, the only difficulty comes in some of the boss fights, uh, but even those don't seem like they're. I mean, yeah. uh, Kirby has already always been a pretty e like. like yeah. I think I said it when the first trailer dropped. This is this would be like my son's first platformer, and a hundred percent believe exactly. that. Um, like it, yeah. it even has a co-op mode, uh, but you need to finish the introductory level first to unlock okay. co-op, uh, which is like a Waddle D partner. I'm not sure how he plays. I haven't looked that up. Yeah, I'm curious uh, to that as well because yeah. I, I once I'm done with either Ghostwire or Tiny Tina's, mm -hmm. that will be the next game that I get, and I'm I'm looking forward to trying that out with my daughter and see what that co-op mode is all about. Yeah, and uh, it, it plays great. Like it, it controls well. I, I think one of the cool things that they did, I think. I read this article over at Kotaku is when they made Kirby 3D, uh, it made it a bit harder for you to see because like what, Kirby is just this pink ball. So you don't mm -hmm. know where exactly his face is uh, uh, pointing. And so they made it where like if you believe um, your ability should have hit the enemy, it will hit him. Even if it and actually in the 3D space, it doesn't. Uh, so okay. I thought that was like a cool three-dimensional uh, three trick that they did in yeah. uh, programming. Uh, like it, it plays well. It it's charming. Uh, it's enemies are too cute to be enemies. Some of them, especially. Um, yeah, and like, you, you know, there's like a lot of coins you can collect. And like, I, once I beat the first world uh, with all the my Waddle Dees I had, uh, they built up this town. They built up a store. And if I go into that store, I can upgrade the powers that like Kirby can uh, collect. So like. There's the, the fire hat where it allows him to breathe fire or turn into a fire dash. I upgraded that to have a volcanic rock ability, which does a lot more damage. And it's mm -hmm. like, 
uh, quite more useful. So I, I thought that was pretty neat. Um, and so, you know, I beat that first world, I unlocked the second area now, uh, which I need to go play through. Uh, I'm really enjoying it. It's, uh, it's a nice, you know, you know, you said Tunic wasn't the right, uh, palate cleanser for you after Elton Ring, yeah. but you know, you still played it. I think Kirby might be exactly what you're looking for. No, I'm definitely excited. Um, all right. That wraps up what we've been playing some 45 minutes later or an hour later. Oh Let's go ahead and get into the news we'll try to get through these quickly uh real quick first point of business as far as news is concerned if you could bring up that image i just sent you onto this dream um, uh where did you send it oh, i sent it on discord yeah yeah if you could just bring this up because this is very important uh news we need to talk about and if you're listening on the podcast this is very much a a visual bit so i uh recommend that you go back and, and check out the vod on this do you do you have that you, there we go you you uh bring that up so this guy is a jerk. Uh, I know this looks cute, uh, but my neck was hurting. I told you about this. I've had a pinched nerve the past couple of days because I am uh, old. And I was trying to lay down and take a nap, and he wouldn't leave me alone. He first was on my chest, and then <laughs> when I wouldn't pet him anymore, he decided that uh, he was also going to take a nap, and he laid down in my arms. This guy, don't let the picture for you, is a menace. And that is, uh, you know, an uh, important piece of news for this week. <laughs> All right. Speaking of menaces, a new uh, suit against Activision Blizzard alleges rampant sexism and retaliation. Look, I'm not going to spend a lot of time uh, on this because it really is a broken record at this point. But quickly... Uh, the employee in question referred to as Jane Doe by attorney Lisa Bloom first came forward last December to publicly speak out against what they allege is the company's alcohol-soaked culture of sexual harassment and frat boy culture detrimental to women. Uh, the experiences with sexual harassment at Activision Blizzard date as far back as 2017. Look, nothing's at this point, nothing's going to come out that's going to surprise me when it comes to... It's very clear that the culture there is trash and has been trashed for a long time um and they're unfortunately not the only ones that go ahead leads into our next story which is activision sorry xbox state of decay 3 studio there's allegations of sexism bullying and burnout there as well so it is uh oh played what's i, I don't don't tell me don't tell me undead I know labs that, undead labs so there have been reports coming out over there as well that uh there most of them look burnout is common it, 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 unfortunately in, in many studios with you know crunch culture and stuff like that that is a bummer on its own uh the bullying and sexism is really where this becomes another one of those like what are we doing you know uh there were some employees came out and stated that there are times where women were completely ignored when they talked in, uh, during meetings and hold on, i want to find the real this article it's over on Kotaku. if you want to take a look it goes into depth it starts off talking about um you know what how, what's been going on with a uh, state of decay 3 actually and and how the focus there has led to burnout and and the teams being split be, partly because they had the Decay 2 has done so well, so they had to continue to support it. But here we go. The, the Here's the stuff that, that, in my opinion, is we just, this can't be happening anymore. Um, 
Women's opinions would be outright rejected even for extremely basic code or games knowledge. No one would listen to them. Even women in director level positions were outright ignored, talked over, and blamed for. And then you get sexist remarks like, you don't look as pretty as normal today. And I'm surprised a girl like you has this job. Like, what year is it, man? I, you know, and this is the problem. I, and, I, and I know I'm sitting here and I've got this neck beard going on. And <laughs> I, I'm totally like, and don't get me wrong. I understand. You know, this is, you guys, you guys have been with me. You know, this isn't my normal look. Nevertheless, I'm going to sit here and tell you, like, this is, the problem is that a lot of people who end up getting into this industry are unfortunately, and not a lot of people, some people will say, because I don't know the exact numbers, are very much the worst stereotypes when it comes to gamers. Everything that, you know, your parents might have thought of gamers or their parents thought of gamers, depending on your age and stuff like that, this is, this is what these people are right and these people where they get a little bit of, of, of power or are in a culture where they feel like they have any power and this is what they do with it and it's it's insane nobody who uh, honestly nobody who has proper self-esteem and self-respect right and who is a, a decent person talks and acts like this they just don't the reality is is that most people who do this are the littlest people inside that you can imagine. And it, 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 it's so insane that this kind of stuff still goes on, you know? And, and I shouldn't be surprised, right? I, but it's I, one of those things where like, you see a big studio like Activision Blizzard and part of you is like, you know what? This kind of, this, that feels like that's at a corporate level and a lot of corporate culture up to this point, that's what that stuff was. And, like, yeah. I, 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 it's not okay, but like, I see how that happened, you know? Yeah. And then you have these India studios that I, I just don't understand how a small, when it's a small team like this, how people can treat each other that way, you know? And, and, and listen, not, you know, they were acquired in 2018 by Microsoft. Microsoft has been very outspoken about culture in studios and stuff like that. Uh, they have done a ton in the past few years as far as like, diversifying hires and paying people of uh of different uh backgrounds and genders in positions of power like for the most part they have talked the talk and walked the walk but this article points out that the way that this kind of stuff happens in a studio owned by microsoft is that they've also taken off taken a very hands-off approach to their studios which yeah. does lends itself to creative freedom for the studios and it's what you want it's what you want to see right but stuff like this is when you have to be like, all right, big brother has to come and put a hand down, you know? Uh, dad has that, to teach the, the, the boys how to be men. And yeah, so, and there was, um, yeah, and so there was this, uh, this part of the article goes, at first some employees were worried the Microsoft acquisition would change the indie studio for the worse. Now they worry the $2 trillion company's incredibly hands-off approach allowed dysfunction to faster leaving some of the studio's more vulnerable employees to fend for themselves. As one former developer put it, we were afraid they would come in and change our culture, but our collapse came from within and we could have used Microsoft's help. And so, you know, that, that that's the part that kind of sucks. That, But I also understand what it's like at a corporate level. Like, you're not there in that studio I, day to day. And I'll tell you what, yeah. I, I bet you, <laughs> yeah, I bet you in the weeks to come, they are going to be pitting, you know, 
putting a closer eye, having a closer eye on all those on, studios. On all those studios, man. Yeah. Seriously, because they like not for nothing, right? They are finally in a position where they can gain ground just from mm -hmm. a, an optic standpoint, right? Yeah. From their perception as a company and Phil Spencer being who he is. I think he actually just celebrated his eight year anniversary in the role. And you can't, you just can't have stuff like this coming out and reports like this coming out. I mean, they literally were able to go out and buy Activision Blizzard because of reports like this, you know? Yeah. That's what this kind of stuff does to you. And so, anyway, that's, you know, it, 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 it sucks. Because on one hand, I want to give the proper time to this kind of stuff, you know, and give the attention and, and, it and just feels so, like every month there's another studio in their story. Like, we didn't even talk about the Moon Studio stuff. Because um, yeah. I was like, I, I don't have the energy to talk about this. And I, yeah. I regret not putting it on there. But it, it just keeps happening. And, like, at a certain point, I'm just like, do, like, a lot, especially the stuff with the sexual harassment. At a certain point, I'm just like, how were we raised as men? Like, men in general, like... Where did where did your life go wrong? Where any of you thought this was okay, or you were owed something? Oh. Um, I just, it, it just I, it's just yeah. bonkers to me. Yeah, it's also like not for nothing, but how how do people think they're gonna get a, they getting a, they would get away with this stuff at yeah. this point? You know, like I I don't know, man. Yeah, it it, it baffles my mind on so many different levels. Um, speaking of baffling, I cannot believe GTA Online is still as popular <laughs> as it is. Uh, GTA Plus is GTA Online's new monthly subscription on PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X. It's $5.99 a month for extra GTA Online rewards. Uh, the I, full list I, of... No, go, go ahead. ahead. No, 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 go ahead. No. I, can I tell you something? Uh, uh, hi, my name is Bilal and I have a problem. Um... When I bought Wonderlands, I also decided to buy the next gen versions of GTA Five and GTA Online because you're, they were on sale. You're, I say this with all respect and love. You're an idiot. I am. Um, <laughs> here's the Rockstar's full list of GTA Plus benefits for its first. How many times have you bought that game now? Like you have to own at least two copies, three copies. I have the 360, the PS3, no. Xbox One, PC. I, I'm so like five versions of that game. The PS3 version was my brother's. Uh, so. Rockstar's full list of GTA Plus benefits for its first month from March 29th to April 27th include GTA GTA $500,000 delivered automatically to your maze bank account. Their Principe Devastate 8 along with complimentary... Alright, I'm not going to go through all these. Anyway, you get a whole yeah. bunch of benefits. Subscribers will need to claim these rewards from their various vendors each month or risk losing them. Every month, Rockstar will reveal a new list of items coming in GTA Plus, similar to the one above. Note that GTA Plus is a recurring subscription, so once you sign up, it'll be billed to $5.99 monthly costs automatically. I, uh, I, not, not, not for me, but like if you're playing GTA Online like a lot, like yeah. every day, this actually seems like a pretty decent deal. You know, it's funny. I, I, yeah, not for me. Uh, but you're right. It's it's not for me because GTA Online is not the only play, game I play. You yeah. know, uh, it's kind of like Fortnite crew. You know, Fortnite has a, sub a subscription service that I think is fantastic if Fortnite is the only game you play. And so, you know, I even look at I recently I got a new phone and it like 
reinstalled all my stuff from my old phone and there were games on there that I still hadn't deleted that so I got checked back in on AFK Arena you know because I had played a little bit of it in the past and even that has a subscription if you want monthly subscription if you want and I was like you know what maybe if this was the only game I, w- I would play I would I would do it you know would make especially that game would make it much easier you know for me to progress uh yeah. if I was getting some of these benefits but yeah I don't know man I, I think it's I think battle passes are are one thing, right? Because you get to pick and choose if if you want this one, if it speaks to you or not. Yeah. Uh, subscriptions were like, you know, it feels like MMOs died as far as subscriptions, monthly subscriptions were concerned. Like that was going the way of the cuckoo, and now we're just finding those in different games, different genres, different places. Yeah. Um, and there's always, and I think like the thing that gets a lot of people too is like. The stuff, at least I think in the Fortnite one, um, is exclusive to that subscription yeah. service. Like once yeah. it's gone, it's gone. It's not coming back. And yeah. so there's that FOMO aspect to it all. And you know what? I do understand. Like, hey, uh, I know. See, these games need to come up with different revenue avenues, right? Because yeah. they do continue to support it. They are putting in the work. It, resources cost money. They have ways that you can spend money in there and i don't begrudge them for looking for new ways honestly i will say that it at least it feels very optional you know um and and i i don't know not for me but interesting nonetheless i'd say uh speaking of interesting new one piece game is announced one piece odyssey coming to pc playstation and xbox it tells an original story for the series 25th anniversary it's coming to the uh, previously mentioned consoles sometimes in 2022 and is being developed by ILCA Inc., the studio that brought players Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Pokemon Shining Pearl remakes. Uh, the new trailer doesn't actually give much information as far as how it'll play. It's just being described as a new One Piece RPG. Yeah, uh, It does appear to be turn-based. And I... I have one question. Bilal, do I need to watch 4 million episodes of an anime before playing this game? Probably not, but you'll probably feel much better about yourself if you do. <laughs> it's I mean, it's I mean, at 1,000, I mean, right? It's at 1,000? They hit 1,000? Yeah, uh, they hit 1,000. Uh, yeah. So, small tangent. If you're going to watch One Piece, uh, you're probably either... What I recommend is just one of two things. Um, one, if you're going to watch it, look up One Piece. Uh, which is like an abridged version of the series, which takes out all the filler and gives you the series straight to the point that follows the manga or just read the manga uh, for it. It's uh, honestly very good. Uh, and honestly, the, some of the last couple of chapters that have been dropping for the series have been absolutely nuts. Like um, like they're setting up for Endgame uh, and things are being revealed. And it's I'm going to... I'm gonna look look up after just how much it would cost me to buy every issue of the manga. I honestly, that's all I want for my birthday. It's just like every <laughs> year, someone just one by one, like they sell yeah. these chests, these treasure chests with yeah. the manga in it, and I want those. Oh, really? <laughs> like, that's cool. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm look that up. That's uh, you go, you go look it up and right, you just send me a picture and be like, I'm never gonna read these. I'm gonna bury these in my backyard. <laughs> um, <laughs> So right, cool that's cool. Thing, are you are you excited about this? So I bought World Seeker, which was like their action RPG one, but it yeah. felt a little bit janky. It was cool. It had a lot of One Piece art, to an, like the cutscenes, the animations in it were, were really nicely done. What I like about Odyssey is that it's a JRPG. 
it's turn-based, which I think solves the open-world jankiness with the action. Um, but it also reminds me a lot of Dragon Age, uh, Dragon Quest Eleven, um, uh-huh. and I love Dragon Quest Eleven. I got all the achievements in that. So if it plays like that and it feels like that, um, fantastic! I'm 100% on board. So uh, if, I'm hyped. If, I'm hyped for this. <laughs> if uh, this comes out and you tell me this is Game of the Year material, I'll play it. Uh, otherwise, I don't know if I would do that to you. Actually, you know what? If this game comes out and uh-huh. it, it turns out that it's a 25-hour JRPG, I'm in. I'll do it. Uh, oh, that, that would be nice. I would yeah. really like that. All right. Next bit of news. Uh, you know, I, I feel like we kind of saw this coming. There's a rumor of this. Yeah. Uh, I think we reported on... So. Uh, E3. <laughs> we, we talked about it i don't know if we yeah. reported on it but we talked about it i've, I've reported e- on it from yeah. my bathroom yeah, like, hello rob coming in <laughs> exclusive here uh e3 2022 has been completely canceled organizers confirmed uh, a planned digital version of e3 won't happen this year they did come out and state that they uh look forward to presenting e3 to fans around the world live from los angeles in 2023 um, you know, I I think that it's it was kind of early for these companies and these expos to go back to try to do like a even a digital one, right? Uh, I I think while things are getting back to normal, and we're still not completely out of of the pandemic, and and the effects and the toll that the pandemic took was still being felt by studios and stuff like that and so uh i'm not crazy surprised by this i will say that i'm bummed out because now instead of getting e3 in a weekend of announcements we are going to get an entire summer where every other week we're getting some ho-hum average video until we get whatever Microsoft's big one is. I want and, a six-hour podcast. Plays. Yeah. You know, I want that July 6th, yeah. the June six-hour podcast where we yeah. regret our lives. Yeah. I love those, man. Yeah. I'm so tired by the end of them because oh my God. of all the talking I do. But Yeah, no. Um. Yeah, I mean, coming into you live as Jeff Keighley stands <laughs> over the corpse of E3. <laughs> Here you, at you, the crypto.com you, you think you think he tries to organize like a, a, a one big because you know he does his like summer of games or whatever it is he calls yeah. it and it's just a calendar that's all it is you think I, he tries I, to do like one big show like his his midsummer so, so they, game awards minus the awards that's so that's what caught me off guard last year last year they did he did do something like that it wasn't everybody mm. but it was like 90 minutes of reveals and there's some mm. there's some good ones in there. I think Wonderland's even got revealed in that. Um, so I was a bit shocked by that. If he does something like that and then like reveals over the summer, I think that works. I think what if was it Nintendo that did it first? They went digital, uh, didn't do an actual press conference. Yeah. I I think what the big thing there is not a lot of studios have realized they don't need. E3 to go ahead and announce their game. They can just create the hype cycle themselves whenever they're ready for it and not to crunch to come up with a demo or a video uh, that they can play at an event, you know? Um, so, as much as I would love a big 
a giant big event, I don't th think that we're ever going to see something like that again. Like, we'll have Microsoft's press conference. We'll have Sony's. Well, no, I, even Sony doesn't do a press conference anymore. They just do a state of play whenever they feel like it now. Um, so, you know, some of that magic is lost. And I, I, I kind of hope Jeff Keighley can rekindle all that when it comes back to Summer's Game Fest. All right, well, from a little bit of a downer news to some actually really good news, in my opinion, depending on the details. Uh, yes. Xbox Game Pass is getting a family plan, reports say. So Microsoft is reportedly gearing up to announce a family plan option for its Xbox Game Pass subscription service. Ch uh, citing trusted inside sources, Windows Central reports that this forthcoming tier of Game Pass will allow up to five players within the same country to play together using a single Game Pass subscription. This will be similar to how Nintendo's family plan runs. Um, now, uh, Windows Central states that the proposed plan would utilize Microsoft's existing family account system, which is already in use for its suite of Office 365 services. Now, this... This has got to be like $50 a month or something in my eyes. I So I, I, I need to know what the pricing is, right? Because yeah. if it's anything more than the cost of what would be three... Actually, if it's anything more than what the cost of two and a half <laughs> uh, subscriptions are worth, then it's just it's honestly not actually worth it yeah. because... You can just game share the hell out of it. You can just game share, right? Yeah. And um, so it has, to, I, if, it has to be like, hey... This is, you get five essentially for the price of two and then that becomes worth it. I also wonder how it's going to work as far as, uh, I mean, I guess the one benefit actually would be there are some hiccups when it comes to game sharing where things like perks and, yeah. uh, and like Windows Game Pass for PC as part of Ultimate don't quite work the same way when you're game sharing. Uh, I am curious as to, like I said, details of pricing, whether or not this will include a version that has Game Pass Ultimate, uh, which means that there will be PC Game Pass uh, family play accounts as well. I also want needed to be a separate system. I can't have it be the same system as 365 because I have family members Oh yeah, that I share three sixty five with. I think they would separate and, that and out. family members that and family members that I would love to game share with, and so yeah, I, I I I'm this is great. This is great. Even if it isn't great for me in the long run, I think this is super smart. I think being able to have like especially in my household where there are three Xbox consoles in the house. There's an Xbox One S that my daughter plays on sometimes. There's a Xbox Series S, that is my son's, and there is the Series X, that is mine. And so in that situation, it would be great if, like I said, it was the cost of two, and then I, I got yeah you know a third if I wasn't already game sharing. And I, I, when, I, I'm, I'm excited Central, for the details. Yeah. If anything, Central has said they've yeah. heard it's cheaper than buying five individual, but... Right, of course. The, the, yeah. the question is, what is it at the end of the day? So... I will say that if it does solve some of the problems of of the way that game sharing works, and if it basically uh, allows everybody to get the same perks and to have offline access, that's the other thing. 
is if it yeah. continues to tie the games to a console that is a home console, that is also a question, right? Um, yeah. I'm I'm curious. Or if it what what it does is it just I think does it's just as long as the gamer tag is signed in. Right, correct. But then yeah. if if there's an outage or something like that, you can't you can't yeah. play it. And then I I really if it yeah. I wonder if it just if it's if there's a way to just make it so that all five people have Game Pass and whatever they designate as their home console is their home console, then that might work uh, be a benefit as well. I mean, it would have to be that way, right? Yeah. And so or maybe it's like the Steam family share. There's no way it's like that. Yeah, that that'll be too complicated. That, there's, to and, and and that there's no way that would that's yeah. there's no, I hope God no don't even don't even like <laughs> mention that into existence. Uh, anyway, it's it's interesting. Again, it's hard yeah. for me to get super excited about this news when there's not a ton of detail out. Which brings me to my next story, which is <laughs> Sony's revamped PlayStation Plus with new extra and premium tiers merges with PlayStation Now. So now there's going to be three PlayStation Plus tiers. The PlayStation Plus tiers are PlayStation Plus Essential, Extra, and Premium. Essential version is is essentially, effectively, exactly what PlayStation Plus is right now. You continue to get your two monthly downloadable games, Cloud Storage, access to online multiplayer. It will cost the same $59.99 per year. It's existing price. Now, where things get interesting is in the Extra and Premium category. So Extra is going to be... Um, give me one second. It's going to be... $24.99 a month or $100 annually. And this is where this has the edge on something like Game Pass. Although, as we'll find out, it's very different than Game Pass. Um, is that you can get a discount for paying yearly. And so, it, a premium is going to cost $59.99. Uh, hold on a second. No. Uh, premium Plus, is $100. Hold on, sorry. PlayStation Plus Premium premium price all right so sorry so premium price is, is $17.99 a month and then uh $120 yearly yeah. and then extra is $15 a month $100 yearly there we go um and so yes so the fact that you get a discount for doing yearly is is huge okay so it actually makes it all of them cheaper than a year of game pass ultimate uh because currently a game a year of game pass ultimate is what like 180 dollars because you're forced to pay monthly now obviously if you're paying just monthly for places to press premium or for extra extra pits it at the same price as uh game pass ultimate and at the and premium at more expensive but you do have the yearly option which is huge okay not to be undercut the problem is and what is actually being offered. So PlayStation Plus Extra, it adds a catalog of 400 PS4 and PS5 games. So it's similar to Game Pass in that regard. The problem is that it does not include day and date releases with first party studios. And I think that's where it just becomes kind of a non-starter for me. Yeah. Um, because because I have Game Pass and there is so much crossover between the PlayStation Now library, right? And the Xbox Game Pass library, okay? 
And so that's where extra kind of becomes a, a non-starter for me. Now, PlayStation Plus Premium adds up to 340 additional games, which includes PlayStation 3 games and a catalog of PlayStation, PlayStation 2, and PSP games. Now, the problem is all the PS3 games, cloud streaming only. Some of the original uh, PlayStation, PlayStation 2, and PSP generations are downloadable, but a lot of them are cloud streaming as well. Um, and there's also going to be time tri tri time limited game trials offered in uh, the PlayStation Plus Premium. I'm guessing that they will treat that similar to the same way that EA does. Uh, EA, EA plays play, play stuff, right? Yeah. Ten and hour so, trials or something yes. like that. Yes, and so that's what that's what they'll do with their first party studios. If I had to guess, first party studio releases, uh, brand new, and it is just a way to get you to to buy them. And look, he, you know, what's his name? Ryan came out and Jim Ryan, right? Jim Ryan. Yeah. He came out and said, like, hey, uh, you know, our first party games. Essentially, he said our first party games sell, right? Like yeah. we see uh, them. Why would you? Like, yeah. Why yeah. would you? And so I understand them not them not doing it i just think that you can't come out and say that this is a you can't say that this is a game pass competitor you just can't all right you can say i think a lot of people i like that a lot of people were saying if game Pass is netflix this is the hulu of gaming yeah. um and you know i i don't see myself getting Paying more. I think I see myself staying with just PlayStation Plus. Same, if, same if, here. If you, if you told me that you could get first party games and I I was paying, you know, either $18 a month or I could pay $120 yearly for PlayStation, I would, I would, then I would just pay it, you know? Because uh, I'm probably going to buy more than two first party games a year if they release more than two first party games a year, you know? And so then it becomes worth it. But for me right now, like, it's just a, a no-go. Uh, that being said, that is only because I already have Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, you know? Uh, if you're only on PlayStation and that's your console of choice and that's your, your main driver and that's where you want to be, then, like, this is, this is great, you know? Even though you're not getting those first-party uh, studio games, it's still a great deal to be able to play some of those back catalog games. Yeah, I honestly feel like if you bought a ps5 when it came out and maybe you skipped like the ps4 generation like and, and i know a bunch of people like this yeah uh, you might have missed some stuff in ps4 generation and there's great games there yeah um like the extra or premium tier are great in that case like i can only imagine how many fantastic games sit in that library but uh, i the, the problem i have now is i don't even have time to go through the games i that are releasing right now and uh, i at least with Game Pass, if I play three full games and there's a bunch of day one games that come out, yep. I get my money's worth for that year. Yep. Uh, and I'm playing more than three games. Yep. Uh, even if it's just, not, not even to completion, if, even if it's just I, trying some stuff out. And I think that the day one stuff on Game Pass is very, that's where they get me. I mean, um, and, and Xbox yeah. has been way more aggressive. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong, PlayStation Plus actually has some day yeah. one games, but they're always smaller titles. Whereas Xbox yeah. has been way more aggressive in getting day one titles, even from third party publishers on their service day one when they can. Yeah. Um, I think the one thing that will I might be less less excited about 
is I don't think those two monthly downloadable games for PlayStation Plus Essential are um, going to be that great. <laughs> well, let's look at this month. This month isn't too, too bad. This month uh, in April, players will get free access to three games. Hood, Outlaws, and Legends, which I don't think there's even a community there anymore. So maybe you'll you'll get some games in the first week or two with it being a free on PlayStation Plus. But uh, I fear that that won't even be playable in six months. Uh, Slay the Spire is fantastic. I yeah. feel like there's been a lot of ways to get that game for free. Uh, it was on Game Pass for a long time, if it's not still. Um, but that's fantastic for anybody who tends to play it. And then SpongeBob SquarePants Battle for Bikini Bottom Rehydrated. People seem to be excited about the remake when it got announced, and I just I never played any of those games. I'm gonna be honest here. I SpongeBob I should be like the generation for SpongeBob, but I I think just, I think we're slightly too old for yeah, it. Yeah, I just never clicked with me. Uh, yeah, like you mean you don't like SpongeBob? It's not that I don't like SpongeBob. I just I'm like indifferent for SpongeBob. Wow. Uh, I. Yeah, I. Yeah, I don't know. My, my wife said I'm not allowed to do this podcast anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I mean, this month's not too yeah. too 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 bad. Play the spider uh, is a very good grab. Yes. Yeah, a hundred percent. Um, speaking of PlayStation Plus and PlayStation Five, so PlayStation Five owners currently have access to the PlayStation Plus collection, which is a. Uh, 20 games right yeah and 20 great games yes 10 of the uh 10 10 of the games are third-party games and the 10 of them are from playstation studios developers now one of those games that is on the collection is persona 5 and that is actually leaving the collection so the last okay. day for playstation 5 owners to claim persona 5 is may 11th now there is no news whether or not they will be adding in a game to that collection or if we're it's just slowly going to lose titles yeah. uh until even the 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 first party ones just get folded into the new PlayStation Plus subscription tiers uh that would be my assumption and my guess as to what's going to end up happening um uh, i don't think i ever thought and i don't even think they ever positioned it as something that was going to be there permanently so this yeah. isn't that surprising to me. Uh, I find it very interesting that we're starting to see it. But I it, it did was positioned as like, hey, this is a benefit to early adopters. And so um, it is a bummer because it's still hard to get your hands on on this. And through no fault of, of you know, their own people just aren't able to get a PlayStation 5 and they might not be able to get one before May 11th to be able to get and this benefit. L listen, um you still got 19 great games on there you're losing persona 5 and i say good because you shouldn't play persona 5 you should play persona 5 royal I, wait i don't know i don't understand how this happens every episode uh, just listen like, listen without fail death taxes you, you and you play. talking about playing persona 5 royal instead of persona 5 <laughs> um it, it's a good no, story well let, all right let's just let's wrap this podcast has already been too long Let's wrap this up. Last story of the week. And this one is... This one hurts. Yeah, but also not surprising. I mean, I feel yeah. like I, I feel like we... I talked about this. I mentioned this. Like, I cannot believe they still haven't shown uh, off this game and shown more of it and given a release date. But 
It's well, guess finally what? You, you willed it into existence. <laughs> it's finally official. The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild 2 has been delayed to 2023. Uh, let's see. Series producer E.G. Anuma. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, announced the delay. For those of you who have been looking forward to release this year, we apologize. As previously announced, the adventure in the sequel will take place not just on the ground, as in the previous game, but also in the skies above. However, the expanded world goes beyond that, and there will be an even wider variety of features you can enjoy, including new encounters and gameplay elements. In order to make this game's experience something special, the entire development team is continuing to work diligently on this game. So please wait a while longer. I, I tried to do my best, like... Uh, the uh, English translator for English Japanese. translator, yeah, for <laughs> Japanese. Like, they have on all the... Uh, uh directs directs nintendo directs yeah. thank you i i just had state of play stuck in my head because we were just talking about sunny but yeah directs uh yo like so they show off a little bit more new footage like very yeah. small that master sword got fucked up well I, yeah this also doesn't look like this looks like it's i know this is a breath of the wild sequel this looks like a already it looks like i know there's been rumors that it's actually a prequel uh and yeah wait this is a prequel no this is a sequel to breath of the wild i so it's been announced as a sequel yeah and there's all these like fan theories and rumors that actually a lot of the game will be taking place in in the past what yeah i don't buy it look at this long-haired link yeah there's sexy boy there's have you heard some of the rumors also is that the reason they have it mentioned the the title is because part of the game you'll be playing as uh ganon and okay i actually think listen listen. i think i saw some i you know not to be a conspiracy theorist this sounds sounds like those timeline people for zelda have gotten a little bit out of hand Uh, yeah right 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 (laughs) and they're just trying to will something that exists see when it comes to like theories and coming up with stuff don't do it don't engage <laughs> don't nitpick you know what happens you set your expectations yeah, so it, damn high yeah, yeah and it will never meet whatever whatever it is it will never meet it game of thrones yeah. nope everything like marvel movies like nope like you thought this was gonna happen in the movie nope they didn't do that did i don't not. yeah but do you i don't i don't know how they do a sequel to breath of the wild well, I can. I can. First I can, trailer, they fell into like that cavern, and there's that crazy looking uh, mummy thing, and then a screen. True. True. So there's uh, a lot. There's I'm, I'm, a lot with the world that's like, I'm, buried. Yeah, I'm excited to see uh, what comes of that, but we won't be getting our hands on it until 2023, at the earliest. Because yeah, now I'm not. Now I'm not sold. That's coming in 2023. I Good think luck. I think this gets held and, and launches with whatever the next iteration of the Switch I, is. I don't I don't buy that either because I hyped myself up for a Switch Pro or a Switch 2 so many times. Now I don't believe it's ever going to happen. It's not going to happen. All right. Until it's announced. <laughs> it doesn't exist. Um, but like, look, uh, this is why I think it's a sequel. Right here, if you look, Link has tattoos on his body. And if you remember in the last DLC for Breath of the Wild, he gets a motorcycle. So Link joins a motorcycle club, gets tatted up, and this has to be a sequel. I, that doesn't even look like Link to me. That looks like Young Ganon. <laughs> All right, let's 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 <laughs> let's get let's get out of here. Let's wrap this up. Why don't, listen, uh, why don't you let people know 
where they can coming follow to, you. Coming to CBS, site. was it coming to Paramount <laughs> oh, Plus? Yeah, young Gannon. Yeah, Gannon. Uh, you thought you knew his rich, uh, yeah. his his story, but now learned about his origins. You thought he sucked as an adult. Watch how he actually <laughs> sucked as a child as well. Every Wednesday. Uh, every every Wednesday on Paramount Plus, yeah. right after Halo, yeah. Halo reached the series. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, why don't you tell people where they can follow you, where they can follow the site? All right. Uh, so everyone can head on over to theworkprint.com and visit the site. Where why is this not updated for me? Why oh, is this every every week you bring up this site and you go, why is this not updated? I, there's a weird caching issue with this site. Uh, it, I, it's your yeah. site. I, I, I Hey. <laughs> You're just technology. like Microsoft. You're just like Microsoft. The trillion dollar company is so hands off. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, hey, I'm like Christian, you're, you're running it, right? Everything, yeah. Everything's yep. good. Nothing's broken. Uh, turns, no, out no, the, but... turns out the culture over there is awful. <laughs> oh, God, No. Um, nobody brought it to my attention. Um, no, uh, we got a bunch of articles going up, uh, a bunch of comic book stuff from Marvel, uh, Argon Morbius, uh, Moon Knight Review, and podcast. So if you're listening to this on the podcast stream, um, definitely, uh, take a look at that Moon Knight episode one, a podcast that Christian, Rob, and other up. And, um, that's right. You call him by his Norton. government name. Other <laughs> uh, we also have reviews of the new season of Atlanta, which other Rob killed with, uh, brought in a crazy amount of traffic to the site, which is really very proud of. Uh, review of the Batman, uh, Nicole did a review of Bridgerton season two. Can I just tell you, Bridgerton season two, a fantastic season. You know, a lot of these rom coms, these like old time period shows. I think it's for women, but as a man, very much enjoyed it. Uh, as Rob, as Rob explodes, uh, sitting in his seat. But don't, uh, don't, yeah. don't use the phrase "Rob explodes" after talking about. I don't want Bridgerton, Bridgerton. but I, I know, I know. So don't use that phrase. We got, we got, we got a Jesus we got a podcast title. Rob explodes. Oh my God, uh, we're gonna yeah. get that's 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 against TOS. I think we're gonna get banned from Twitch. So that's over at theworkprint.com. You guys can also follow us uh, on socials. Look up The Workprint on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch. Um, I don't know if I'll be streaming anytime soon uh, outside. Maybe if we do more Gloomhaven. Uh, but that's usually on Tuesday nights. I don't know if you got any plans to stream. Yeah, I don't know. I do. <laughs> I do. I would like to. I think it's probably just going to be like Fortnite, Apex, stuff like that. Uh, uh, I, I would love to... Sp- I would love to stream Ghostwire Tokyo. The problem is that I always feel weird streaming a game that I didn't at least start the the like the game in the stream and stuff like that. Uh, I yeah, it. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe I will. Maybe I'll do yeah. some Tiny Tina's. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Sounds good. I'll do something. Yeah, and what else is there? Uh, yeah, and then if you are over, if you're listening on the audio, uh, you can find us on. Um, your favorite podcast feeds i actually had amazon reach out today and we're like hey we your podcast is pretty good you should add it to amazon music and i was like yeah yeah i will so we got amazon music as well soon enough (laughs) uh but i think like you can find us on spotify uh google podcast whatever they call their stuff um and then apple podcasts and rob what about you 
Yeah, you can find me at SunnyVice20, S-U-N-N-Y-V-I-C-E-2-0. You can find me across all social media. Uh, I just realized that the graphic, for some reason, on the stream has at Bilal underscore Mion for your Twitter, but there's no at sign for mine. Yeah, I don't want anyone to at you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, you know, I, I think I updated that for the, one of the days I had somebody else on. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. No, it's fine. And uh, I... I, uh, the only thing I promise you as far as my social media is concerned is I will never bombard your feed with my Wordle scores. Uh, especially not since my 100% has been broken. <gasps> was it yeah. found? It was. What kind of trash? I listen, Not for nothing. I, I Listen, I play on hard <laughs> mode, so I understand. Yeah. If I didn't play on hard mode, I could have I done some shenanigans, which I think is cheating. And I'll go to the grave telling you that you're cheating at Wordle if you don't use the letters, you know, that yeah. that you've already gotten correct in your next guess but how like i i understand it happens right there are words yeah. out there that, but i i it got I a lot of my cousins i got a lot of my cousins and friends. i had i had the last four I, my third guess had the last four and so and, and then i'm looking at it and <laughs> this was like scott had uh, already done it and he got it on his sixth one and he had shared it and so i knew there was some shenanigans going on right yeah. but i i like I didn't, you know, until I got to my third guess and was like, okay, I get to my final one and I am like, I, could, I, I am just like, could be, it, yeah, I was like, yeah it, could be, yeah, it could be wound, hound, it could be found. Those are like, yeah. no, no, no. Was it? No, it could be, it could be found, pound or wound because yeah. I already had tried, I tried hound already. Yeah. And. Uh, and, and it's just like it, 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 it gets weird because you, you do the first you, you get it you get yeah. the four letters and you're yeah. like you're looking at everything that remains and then you try to like outthink the game you're like uh, yeah, well, it yeah. won't be found because everyone's gonna go with found and you're like okay it's gonna be a hound or wound uh, it's gonna be one of those because no one will think about using those letters and then you play yourself at the very end that is what that is like literally 100% what happened is I'm I'm there doing mental gymnastics like okay like like found is the easier one but wound is the hardest one pound is just right let's <laughs> let's go pound and it wasn't pound it was it was found and so i uh threw my phone in the gutter and i had to buy a new phone oh but no that uh, sounds about right you got an iphone i now? i no. <laughs> no, no no i uh i i like part of me was like actually you know what happened I, I I missed it and I immediately went to Quirtle and started playing Quirtle to feel better about myself. <laughs> Damn, you're, uh, you're doing all the you're doing all the just those two. I I only I said I only do Wordle at like uh, one a.m. while I'm laying in bed, and then if um for some reason the next day I'm like bored and got nothing going on, and sometimes I'll pull up Quirtle, but it's not Quirtle's not a daily thing. Yeah. Uh. Anyway, all right, that wraps up this week's podcast. I'm a little Wordle tangent. Uh. Thank you guys so much for those who popped into the chat, watched it live as we as we streamed it. Uh, I apologize for my camera constantly losing focus. Seems to be more interested what's behind me than me. Stupid eye tracking. Uh, Bilal, thank you, man. I know you got a ton going on. I no longer have the excuse of being a new father because it's been, what, months now? I mean, <laughs> yeah. you're already like you're a pro at it. Uh, but well, now you've he's, got that. He's eating food now, and it's that. the cutest thing ever. <laughs> now you've got uh, the house stuff going on. Yeah. And so I know you're just a busy, busy man. So thank you for yeah. taking the time out uh, and, 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 you know, making yourself 
even though we couldn't do it yesterday, making yourself available today to, yeah. to get it done, man. I really do like it, it's funny because I by the time we record is because we record it at night. Chances are I've already had a long day and I'm just like mm -hmm. and then we sit down and we start doing it and I'm like, this is great, man. This yeah, is it's, this it's, is it's, the, fun. it's, it's, it's the it's best. All, it's always a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you so much, man. Yeah. Uh and until and thank you, man. <laughs> yeah, no, of course. And until next time. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye, -bye.